Welcome to Have You Seen This, the world's only podcast about obscure, overlooked, and misbegotten visual media. All discussions will be spoiler heavy. You have been warned. And it's about kitties. Oh, what? Like they dig up the like biggest uh, load of like kitty litter, <laughs> and they just start pissing and shitting all over it. It's, like, it's about oh, a cat awesome. who buries the biggest turd he's ever shat, and then he realizes <laughs> that there's nothing left. Yeah, like where can you go from there? Nowhere. <laughs> Uh, I guess we started. Uh, welcome to Have You Seen This? I'm Jen. And I'm Tim. And Still. we are talking about... What are we talking about, Tim? Uh, you know, the idea just hit on me, and I shouted, Eureka! with Gene Hackman. <laughs> Gene Hackman, the goat. Yes, he's great. Although oh, the, so the, internet sh- the internet showed me a picture of him retired at like 90 and just like, wow, time destroys all things. Oh, he looks good. I mean, I he does. But, too. Yeah, he's but still, you're 91. like. Yeah, still, you're like. Like, he's like, not going to look how he did in fucking, uh, like, like. Superman, yeah, but uh, sure. Like. The conversation. Right. I mean, the weird thing is, like, Gene Hackman's kind of always been old, but then to, like, make an old guy older, you're just like, Jesus Christ, this man is old. That's true because like, at the beginning of this movie, it you know because it's him as a young man discovering gold, and then they mm-hmm. just like shoot forward twenty or twenty five <laughs> years, and they're like, oh wait, it's Gene Hackman and he's old, but he already looks old and looked old. Whoa. Yeah. He... <laughs> yeah. He I guess never he's sort aged. of ageless. Yeah. He. Yeah. But then to see him in his nineties, you're like, this ageless man is aged. I'm gonna ah, die. that picture made me happy because he's like what 91 right and they say he's still like you know he's like still alive he's in good health he's like you know puttering around doing old man things and i was mm-hmm. like oh that's so good to see well i mean yeah like the the heartening thing from the photo is looking at him like i know he can still kick my ass <laughs> that's true like, you know maybe nine, it's because like i mean my dad isn't much younger than Gene Hackman. So, yeah. you know, maybe it that's why it does my heart good to see an old guy doing good, you know? Right. Well, it's, yeah, it'll be a shame when we lose him. I, I know it's, it sucks when Gene Hackman listens to our podcast and just like, I'm not dead yet. What is with you ghouls? But like... Uh, do the voice. Yeah. Do the voice. I, I, I can't. I just have to like squeeze my throat and do it. <laughs> ah, you bastards. I'm not dead I, yet. Yeah, no, I what's, sound what's more with like, you ghouls? I sound more like George C. Scott. All right. Uh, well, whatever. Well, at least we aren't doing a um, a Nick Nolte impression. These are always <laughs> terrible. Yeah, no, those uh, those stopped being funny a long time ago. Um, yeah, so you're, Eureka. Eureka! Yeah but, yeah, but I mean, I like Gene Hackman, yeah. He's fantastic in everything. I watched him in, um, well, yeah, like you said, you know, the conversation... You know, he's great. He's, you know, he's able to just, like, uh, be himself and, you know, was that mammoth 
movie. Um, uh, was was it heist or something? Sure. Know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I just I just keep thinking about night moves because that movie is incredible. Yeah. Another Hackman um, movie. Yeah, and I you know recently rewatched um, uh, Mississippi Burning. And right. the, th- the thing that I like about him in that and in so many of the roles and he is he has the most, you know, uh, genial way of threatening you. <laughs> like he, Genial, you say. Genial Hackman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew you'd like that because it sounds like something you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, like he... I mean, in particular... I mean, I'm thinking of the one scene, but it's like, you know, he'll he'll just be, you know, smiling at you, you know, just, just making, you know, a little conversation. But it's also like, you do not want to fuck with this man. So in that regard, he's perfectly casting Eureka. Um, yes. Yeah, Eureka is, uh, if you've seen There Will Be Blood, it's basically the same thing. I actually like this a little better than There Would Be Blood. There Will Be Blood. Because, I mean... Not that I watched There Will Be Blood and was like, oh, this sucks. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that was good. But it didn't, like, light me on fire the way, like, Boogie Nights did. Or There was, like, a slight connection between There Will Be Blood and Eureka. Maybe, I mean, they're both about um, men who made their fortunes uh, from the earth. I think that this movie has also been compared to Citizen Kane, um in the inimitable style of IMDb trivia, there is a, a trivia item where somebody says, both of these movies have a snow globe in them, which... Oh, well, shit, yeah. That's, that's yeah. all it takes sometimes. <laughs> which, is a, which is an R movie slash movies bit of yeah, trivia, if it, you ask it, me. Yeah, guys, um, you notice there's a snow globe and also snow in Citizen Kane. Yeah, like this... this the snow globe in Eureka isn't even as, even as important as that like piece of polished quartz that recurs in the movie, but you know right. enough about IMDb. Um, this one came from Nicholas Rogue, uh, the British director who also gave us uh, Walkabout. Uh, he co-directed Performance with Donald Kamel. Um, he also did Bad Timing, which is. An incredible movie. I fucking love Bad Timing. I, I rewatched it in anticipation of, of doing this movie, and it it's it's still great. Um, yeah, he also gave us Man Who Fell to Earth, David Bowie, um, and the writer on this also worked with him on that movie. It's uh, Paul Myersberg, who I guess was a a film critic and but then also wrote uh, several screenplays. You had this one. Man Who Fell to Earth. He also wrote the screenplay for Croupier, the movie starring Clive Owen. You end up with a film which is very much um, in the same wheelhouse as uh, Rogue's other films as you've seen them, but there's also like this writerly aspect to it, which I don't know if uh, maybe Myersberg brought that and Rogue indulged it. Um, oh, he also wrote it Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, which also starred David Bowie. Um yeah, which is, I guess, is why the movie kind of, like, falls apart for me in, like, the last third well, the, or fourth the writer, of the it. The writerly aspect of it, like, that, 
Like you're either on board with that or you're, or you're not. And I am not. It, it really wore out its welcome because it starts off very, um, shoot. Well, I don't, I don't know if the word, uh, yeah, being not, not being a writer (laughs) is the word portentous or pretentious because that's how it starts off. It starts off very high minded with a lot of, it speaks in aphorisms and as no, someone you're who, right. You're yeah, right. Someone, it starts off portentous and ends yeah. pretentious. Hey, I got one right. Um so <laughs> but yeah, like you're and you're either on board with that or you're not. Um and the movie whatever the opposite of won me over did by the end of it, because it's it speaks in aphorisms and that's something that I do to a fault. So when I see other people do it, I'm I'm like you can't articulate yourself. You're using like turns of phrase to try and explain something that you can't explain. So the, that's something I would never have said of you. Well, you really think that? Well, yeah. I mean, you're borrowing someone else's words. Like, I mean, it, get get Josh on again, and he'll tell you. Like, avoid cliche. Like, that's that's the long and short of it. Oh, <laughs> so is you a cliche. <laughs> So, uh, you, so you were saying that you you speak in in aphorisms or bromides. Um, I don't know, like, because yeah, yeah, um, aphorisms, like, sure, but um, the and you know, I'm not defending this aspect of the movie because it does it does kind of disappear up its own ass a little bit. But yes, for it to for you to say that a movie like speaks in like aphorisms or cliches is like nobody talks the way that they talk in this movie like yeah yeah and Teresa Russell in the courtroom like near the end it's like no one talks like that oh god yeah I know we're skipping ahead to practically the end but that speech has got to be three pages long which is insane I mean that that is the movie to (laughs) yeah props props to to the actress yeah, props to Teresa Russell and Rutger Hauer for actually manning to get around that incredibly unwieldy scene. Um, they're maybe the least embarrassing thing about it. Um, yeah, but that like, that monologue of hers is filling in everything that did not come across in like the previous hour and a half. And like, I'm not sure, yeah, this, like... This, like, all those themes have to be laid out by exposition from Teresa Russell, like, on the witness stand, like, because it isn't clear up until that point. Well, uh, I guess the, you know, because the movie presents us with this very passionate love affair, and I guess it really only sums it up in the in the courtroom. It's It's pretty clear what's going on between the two of them but um i guess it's intended to fit into one of the movie's basic themes which is um and you know this has been said not just of the movie but by you know myersberg the writer and um i think hackman as well the movie is really about you know a situation in which you spend all of your life searching for one thing and then you finally get the thing, and then what is left? Like you're just kind of marking time to uh, yeah. till your death, basically. And you know, if this movie is about, you know, I mean, it's in the, Eureka, it's in the title. If this movie is about like uh, just those 
incredibly rare and exquisite moments of ecstasy. And, you know, Teresa Russell says it, like, during her big courtroom speech, she mentions, you know, when we made love the other night, <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, you know, you said you'd reach the limits of your passion with me. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, like, they, you know, they busted one last time. And that's like, what do we do? We just be married? Like, what's left? <laughs> Hey everyone, if you enjoyed the excerpt that you just heard, you can go on over to patreon.com slash have you seen this and for a pledge of as low as $2 a month, you get access to not only this entire episode, but all of our other bonus episodes. There are dozens to choose from. So if you like weird media, go on over to patreon.com slash have you seen this, throw us a couple of bucks and enjoy. Thanks for listening.